Hello, my name is Anna Joe, and today is day 78 of the 90-day challenge. This week, we are growing in a lifestyle mission through building a habit of making disciples of Jesus. As we begin, let's pause to be still, to breathe slowly, to recenter our scattered senses upon the presence of God. God, as we approach your word, help us to remember that you want to speak with us. As we listen to today's reflection, help us to learn what it means to be your disciple. As we seek to create new habits, help us to remember that your grace is sufficient for us when we inevitably fall short. Take a few moments to add your own prayers or continue to sit in the presence of God. Mission is living sent. In the same way God sent Jesus into the world, we are sent out by Jesus to love others and to make disciples. We do not huddle inwardly, hoarding our resources and isolating ourselves from the world around us. Instead, we go with the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit in us, seeking the kingdom of God. Today, we are reflecting on how we make disciples of Jesus. Matthew 28, 18-20 says, Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Commonly known as the Great Commission, this passage will likely be familiar, especially because this is our memory verse for the lifestyle mission. In Matthew's Gospel account, Jesus appears twice to his followers after his resurrection. In the first story, he surprises the two women who had gone to his abandoned tomb. In the second appearance, the disciples are instructed to meet Jesus at a mountaintop in Galilee. When they arrive, Jesus gives them this final command. This exhortation gives the disciples a task to undertake as Jesus delegates to them responsibility. He invites them to join the work he had been doing during his earthly ministry. These succinct and clear statements have been a favorite rallying cry for the importance of mission in the lives of Christ followers, and believers across time and territory have been seeking to fulfill this command. When I read this passage, I am confronted with the reality that we are always making disciples. We are all influenced and being influenced by the people, content, and contexts around us. If anything, the role of influencers on social media heightens this complexity. As such, it matters what we cultivate and how we live. Thankfully, Jesus gives clarity in what he defines as discipleship, the teaching and observation of everything he has commanded, including this one. It is a continuous cycle. Disciples who make disciples who make disciples who make disciples and so forth. With a global exhortation, there is no limit on who you can teach to be a disciple if you have proximity and access. This is why we value living sent daily in church planning. Additionally, the process of discipleship is ongoing through intentional seasons of mentorship. Though intentional seasons of mentorship may come and go, we are continually being transformed to be like Christ. This is why we value commitments to home group and discipleship groups. 
Jesus's charge both communicates a call to make new disciples and a call to deepening discipleship. We see this model in Jesus's own life. Robert E. Coleman, author of The Master Plan of Evangelism, writes, Christian disciples are sent men and women, sent out in the same work of world evangelism to which the Lord was sent and for which he gave his life. Evangelism is not an optional accessory to our life. It is the heartbeat of all that we are called to be and do. It is the commission of the church that gives meaning to all else that is undertaken in the name of Christ. Jesus sent the twelve, and now we too are sent. But I have a confession. When I hear this passage, even as someone who has been overseas as a missionary kid for a time, and as one who's been a part of multiple church plants throughout my lifetime, the synapses in my brain fire in a predictable way. Though I experience some envisionment for mission, I gravitate towards Jesus' ending thought, that he is with me always. This is an important truth, and we do need this reminder. Yet I need to habitually train my mind to remember why I need this reassurance, and maybe you do too. It is our commission as Christ followers to go and make disciples in the world surrounding us, and we can do this because God is with us. For me, reading it in a different translation helps circumvent my neural networks, and so here is a part from the message translation. Go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life. I think it's important to consider who is our everyone. Just as Jesus invites and shapes us to be like him, how are you inviting both those who know Jesus and those who don't to be like him? Additionally, how are you training them? How is Jesus' way of life communicated to them? For example, I think of a story about my former roommate. One of her God-given passions is inviting people over for a meal. One Christmas day, my roommate and her husband welcomed tennis and the national students over to celebrate. Some of them were a part of our church, while others she had actually never met before. During their meal, Annalisa and Ian explained why Christians celebrate Christmas, and then they read from the Jesus Storybook Bible. Months later, after re- repeatedly running into one of the new students from that day, Annalisa was able to share more about who Jesus is to her, a woman who knew nothing about him. What I love about this story is threefold. I appreciate that I, as someone who was not present, was trained by this choice to sacrifice a holiday with family to love students who cannot easily go home. Secondly, I love that the students there who followed Jesus were also invited to live sent with Annalisa. And thirdly, I treasure that people who knew nothing about Jesus before at least know his name now. By God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit, we will see more and more women and men be transformed to image Christ as they receive salvation and follow his commands. Let's return to the passage and listen for a particular word or phrase that the Holy Spirit might be highlighting today. Matthew 28:18-20 says, Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. What word or phrase jumped out at you from this verse? What idea do you want to take away from today's reflection? 
Is there a step of obedience that you want to take today in response to any of this? Father God, thank you for sending your son to give his life that I might know you. I need your grace to walk in your ways. Spirit, would you embolden me to pursue those around me? Point me to others that I can move courageously towards as I reflect Christ in my daily life so they may know you too. Take a few moments to add your own prayers or continue to sit in the presence of God. As we take these reflections into the coming day, let us remember the words of Jesus in the Great Commission found in Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Father, help me to live as your child, secure in your love. Jesus, help me to live as you did, loving God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Spirit, help me to live in the power of God, forsaking self-reliance and putting all my hope in you. Amen. <laughs>